welcome to the broadcast with Amanda, Shandy, and Colleen. My name is Colleen. My name is Amanda. And I'm Shandy. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is season uh, eight, episode 10, episode number 825. Is that what we're up to? Did we? 325? Yes. 325. <laughs> <Did> we, <laughs> <laughs> we aged 500 episodes in uh, one week. <laughs> oh, sure feels like that sometimes, don't it? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, how's it going? Um, I can smell again. That's good, uh, like fully. I don't know if it's fully or not, but I know I can smell again. So, so time uh, will good. tell uh, as to the potency level. Yes, yes. Although I don't know if this is like COVID related or not, but I like. Or if, like, I've got some, like, post-nasal drip or just seasonal allergies. But since my smell came back, I have had the weirdest taste in my mouth that I gum, brushing my teeth, nothing gets rid of it. And I can't mm. quite place what the weird taste is, if that makes sense. I bet it's COVID-related. Yeah. I mean, any Probably. weird thing post-COVID with your body, it's like, eh, it's... Very true. My, very true. What I, I, I'm guessing I've had that the weird taste and maybe like the smell i, I don't even know i don't know but it's well, been weird if, it's yeah like if your sense of smell is not all the way back mm -hmm. as we yeah. as we discussed last week uh smell and yeah. taste are very interconnected true so i think you're on to something yeah i don't know it's gotten mm. lesser though today but over the weekend and yesterday it was really bad i was like god ugh, 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 ugh. Mm. oh it's annoying I don't want to be in my own, like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I had a nickel for every time I say that. <laughs> You'd have a nickel. <laughs> no, I probably have about a dollar and a half. I feel like I <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. Anybody have a good weekend? We How's every, how's life? Busy. Really busy. Yeah, yeah, good. Busy. No, I. Yeah, well, sort of, I guess. I mean, you know, there's good busy, and then there's just busy busy, and I am currently existing with both of those things. But um, fair enough. Yeah, we had a really good weekend. We uh, went to our first family baseball game. Nice. Ooh, uh, what team did you see play? We went to City Field to see nice. uh, the Mets play the Reds. Uh, Daniel awesome. is a Reds fan, so ergo, the rest of us are Reds fans as well. <laughs> Fair enough. Did the dutiful task of wearing the garb and chasing nice. the toddler around when she lost interest. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Up the stairs and down the stairs. Perhaps it was the big giant ice cream we bought her. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun I, I think I watched a, a whole of 10 minutes of the game so it was perfect for me <laughs> yes, <laughs> right yes. amount of baseball for me um, but yeah that was really fun and then uh, Saturday I went to see um, at the Brooklyn Museum uh, right before it closed uh, Hannah Gatsby our you know, ah. a patron, patron goddess, uh, did a exhibit with the Brooklyn Museum looking at uh, Pablo Picasso and the feminist art mo movement that was sort of coming, coming, bubbling up as he was sort of ending his life. So it was sort of drawing these comparisons between the problematic parts of him just being kind of like a, a shitty guy. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> 
<laughs> and then sort of countering it with um, where women in the art world have gone in the 50 years uh, since his, his death. So sort of starting in oh, wow. um, the 60s and 70s, and then the, the exhibit ends with like current women that are sort of carrying that torch. So it was really, really well curated as is, you know, so much of the Brooklyn Museum is, but it was fun to see like, and again, I'm, I'm like not an art person. So like, I'm probably sort of speaking, speaking out of, um, out of my depths, but like, it was really fun to see sort of like a high art concept funneled through a comedian, because I think she was able to tell stories in a way that I think you're sort of layman, non highly educated art person oh. <laughs> could really grasp and understand. It's a very it. successful exhibition. Yeah, yeah. Like just really made connections in like a way that was both funny, but also really like razor sharp and smart. And um, just, it was really helpful for like contextualizing. Cause it was, you know, parts of art that I don't know very much about. And I feel like I learned a lot. I got to see a lot of cool stuff. I got to see a lot of weird art. And it was just, it was a real delight. And awesome. I watch Annette like over again, because I, totally. I had forgotten how much, like she did a whole long bit yes. about Picasso. And I think that was sort of where mm -hmm. the impetus. Yeah, of, yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. And I completely forgot about it. And they actually. And that really checks a lot of boxes for me. It really <laughs> does. It really, really does. And when they like, uh, towards the end of the the exhibit space, you sort of, it takes you kind of um, chronologically through time. So it sort of starts in the earlier part of Picasso's career and sort of takes you up through like um, female artists of the 60s, 70s. And then you go into this little antechamber and it's playing that section of Nanette on the screen so you could like sit and watch ah, so cool love that oh, right right okay the thesis this is the thesis essentially like this yeah is the, yeah in the birth of this whole thing came from and you just go home and watch it immediately and then you just walk <laughs> through another door and then it goes into like the future and sort of who are the you know the standard bearers now who are continuing this work and like current current art but awesome. anyway, it was really really cool awesome, and you awesome. said that was the you said that was the, it's the exhibit's closed now? It's closing this week. Um, I gotcha. don't, I don't know if it's traveling, but um, if you're in the New York City area and can get yourself to the Brooklyn Museum, in general, it's just a great museum. I, I'm always, um, I'm always in, a fan and I always enjoy my, my visits there. Um, nice. And I do believe they're doing some sort of, um, discussion uh, about the exhibit at some point this week but you know solo parenting oh we lost shandy nope you're here sorry ah, ah. <laughs> but yes no, they have they I have was... some sort of <laughs> sorry, sorry. Jay, jay called and it messed up my audio so i i hit settings but i Turned uh, Shandy off by accident. About I just I was trying to quietly make sure that everything sounded good <laughs> on my end. I'm so sorry. No, you're totally okay. okay. I'm sorry. Keep going. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just gonna say that uh, they have uh, some sort of discussion this week. I don't know if Hannah Gatsby's actually gonna be there or not. I think it's some of the other curators, but it's a weeknight, so it's a school night, so I couldn't go. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm distracted. laughs> 
you're talking about art. I want it to be artsy. <laughs> hey, look at this cool brick wall. I changed my background while I was in the settings, guys. I got distracted. I was like, what is this virtual background thing that's right below the audio? <laughs> um, anyway. No, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's very cool. We'll have to, uh, I will have to put a link in the show notes if anybody is interested in seeing it. And if you've seen it, uh, you know, holler at us. Give us some feedback. Do you agree with Amanda? I'm sure you do. Right. Tell us why. If you're a listener of this show. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you had a really awesome weekend, though. Yeah. Baseball game, art yeah. museums. It was, yeah, it was really, it was real busy. It was real busy. Yeah, but fun busy. It was fun busy. It's true. It, it was it was fun busy. I think we haven't had like a, a fun fun busy in a little bit, especially yeah. and it was all like homegrown fun. Like we didn't. There's something nice about being busy, but also being able to like sleep in your own bed and like hang mm. out on your couch at night. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. at this point in my life, that's that's the fun. That's my speed of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm still home and in sweatpants by like 6.30. That's great. You know? <laughs> Sounds like Shandy's kind of night. Right? <laughs> I mean, you can maybe push it to 8.30, but yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, Jay had a concert on uh, Friday. So the boys and I and Jack and Cindy and Elena and uh, her husband, Chase, we went out and watched. So awesome. that was pretty nice. fun. And then Saturday and Sunday, we kind of just hung around because Jay had a toy show. So the boys and I just, you know, did errands and caught up on home things. So, you know, very whatever. Now we're full into the swing of baseball game life where you have two games a week. That's a lot. There's a lot lot. for parent, like working parents and like just parents that are also just like human beings that maybe want to have a life. I know. You know what, though? It's not so bad because the season ends October 12th. So we've got like, you know. It's coming around the corner. Short yes. short and spectacular. Like... Short and spectacular. Yeah. So, yeah. So. I will say the big event here, and I don't know if it's the same for you, Colleen, but probably, is I feel like we've made it through summer. Finally. Oh, my God. It's finally, finally. not terrible outside. Oh, my God. Yesterday was so nice. So this weekend, nice. Saturday was so nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, oh, uh, yeah. We've, okay, so what Shani's referring to is now it's like low 80s <laughs> and high 70s. Even, <laughs> even. The rate from the, the low, 100. Yeah, under the <laughs> And when we wake up, it's in the 50s, which is, yeah. which is always a little bit of culture shock. Here, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we had 57 this morning. Damn, we had like wow, that's yeah. like, I mean, that's I like our weather up here. Yeah. But you know what? My so I'm surrounded by the trees. So I also, mm. what the thermometer is at my house generally tends to be a mm. few degrees cooler than everywhere else. So. Okay. Yeah, but it's been nice. It's like life changing. Yeah, this is this is that time of year that this in the spring is when it's really nice to live down here. And I guess in the winter too, because it's winter's fine too. Super cold. This summer has been real hot lately. That's fair. This winter is probably going to be real terrible here. We did. We did talk about so the, the farmer's almanac, and you know, yes, I don't know how almanac. often they're wrong, so we'll see. The, ni- the Nino, yeah, whichever uh, one, yeah is uh gonna make it a little colder too so i don't know we'll see the kids are very excited 
this morning there was frost on the grass um wow. by the Whoa. gas station that's like at the turnout right outside my neighborhood and uh alex was like there was frost does that mean it's going to snow it's like, yeah. I hope not. Oh, yeah. We got uh, 30 more degrees before yeah, that happens. Like, I'm ready for that. <laughs> Let's get like through Thanksgiving before we start talking about snow. <laughs> anyway, so uh, speaking of though, we need to discuss uh, my favorite month of the broadcast, which is October. Hmm. Um, so the, uh, Halloween is actually the 31st this year, which I'm going to go ahead and suggest that we just uh, take that actual day off because Amanda and I are probably going to be doing Halloween things with the kids. And by you mean Halloween is the 31st, do you mean the 31st falls on a Tuesday? Uh, that is so what I mean. Halloween <laughs> <laughs> is always on the 31st. It's the day of the week that changes. <laughs> You guys know me so well. <laughs> We're sinking thoughts. Yes. <laughs> so I propose that we do our movie show on October 18th, uh, 17th, and we do our costume party on the 24th. Sounds good to me. Yep. Okay. Um, I am actually going to be in New York on the uh, 17th to talk oh, about the movies. Oh. Yes. Oh, maybe I can escape to Amanda's apartment. Yeah, I'm just going to invite myself. Here. That would be so incredible. That'd be so um, fun. It would be so much fun. Maybe. I'll see. I'll see if I if that's, like, doable. Um, okay. So let's plan on... We'll figure out some good movies to do. I will probably go overboard. You don't have to. <laughs> I just love it so much. <laughs> uh, any Anything, like, ping your interest for this year so far? I, I, I have not looked at the list that um, yeah. you sent us. I did look at the list and then I forgot what was on it. Yeah, I kind of did too. Don't worry. Yeah, I have not. Um, I know it's not Halloween, but it makes me think of Halloween. We started watching the after party, which I know, oh, Colleen, yeah. you have recommended. It is very oh, good. I feel the murder mystery aspect of it. It's, you know, Halloween adjacent. Yes. Oh, it's so good. It's really and maybe good. I'll We're really, really actually loving it. catch up on. Did you, so you started season one. Yeah. Yeah. But I think now that season two is out, we'll probably just roll right in. Nice. Let me know what you think. Super, super fun. So fun. Yes. Um, I'm looking um, at the I list will say again. I'm uh, I'm current on what we do in the shadows and I'm always able to talk about that. Oh, that's a good that's a good excuse to get caught up on that. Maybe yeah, this I... will be the year I watch the original movie. <laughs> Maybe oh, this is the year. Maybe this is the year. I, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna promise that. I don't want to set myself up for failure, but like maybe this is the year. We'll see. I like that. Maybe I will yeah. too. Again, not okay. Well, if you're gonna do it, if we're all gonna try and do I, it, then maybe I'll I'll make more of an I, effort. But I, I I didn't say I was okay. I just <laughs> I like to prioritize TBD, what TBD. you know. I like to prioritize what at least one other of us is watching <laughs> for conversation's sake. That's fair. That's fair. I'll find, we'll find some good movies, including, yeah. All right. Next week, if you can come back with some suggestions, write in, guys, write in the suggestions. That's going to be even better for us. Yes. 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 
But if it's the a really scary movie, I'm going to veto it right now, guys. So just careful what you write in. Yes. You guys know that we like campy fun. We don't yeah. love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't come at me with that new Exorcist movie because I am not going to watch it. I'm just not. Yeah. yeah. We like we like the silly, campy, fun, um, you know, hocus pocus, uh, practical magic. Yes. Um, yeah. Beetlejuice vein. Yeah, Do we talk be... about practical magic in years we past? We did. The first did. year we did this. Oh, okay. it was the first year. I was going to say it was last year. The years bleed together. Mm-hmm. Last yeah. year we did Beetlejuice and Focus, um, Focus, Focus, Focus 2. Yeah. Uh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But I might just rewatch Practical Magic just because. Why not? Yeah. The There's never a bad time to do that. I know. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Any suggestions, send them our way. The broadcasters3 at gmail.com. Very excited for this. And then We'll be live on Zoom on the 24th. Got to start thinking of costumes. Man, how does trust her? I know. (laughs) I know. Because we never, like, I never have anywhere really to go. So that's true. Start thinking. I have faith. I have faith. Yeah. Um, Okay. So pivoting from one topic that I love to talk about to another, we all watched theater camp this week, which. Remember last week when we were talking about what is a good companion movie? Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole time I was watching it, I was like, fuck, <laughs> if I had thought of this, I would have suggested Wet Hot American Summer. Because <laughs> I never need an excuse to watch that movie. I love that movie. Yeah, that's I that does feel like mentioned Wet Hot American Summer when I was explaining what the movie was that it was like in in the vein oh, really? of Wet Hot American Summer. <laughs> I mean, it was at least something I thought. Whether it actually made it out my mouth, who can say? But yeah, next time, another yeah, time. It's fine. it's fine. I'm sure we can find Wet Hot American Summer with something else. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe Wet Hot American Summer, the uh, the TV show. Yeah, maybe they'll come out with another. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, okay. So theater camp. Uh, what'd you guys think? This was Ben Platt and a whole bunch of other people that are escaping me, even though I pulled them up on my phone earlier. <laughs> Second. <laughs> uh, yeah. What did you guys think? I was good. So I saw it in the theater a couple of weeks ago, um, and Frank saw it in Sundance. So that's why it was on his radar. Ah, yeah. Right. Uh, and the whole time I was watching it, I was just thinking, wow, Colleen and Amanda need to watch this. (laughs) And then I was going to watch it again. And I literally started it a couple of hours ago, but then I just, sometimes I just cannot bring myself to rewatch something that I've already seen, even though, even if I liked it. Yeah, that's fair. Sometimes I can watch things over and over and sometimes I just, just can't. Yeah. So I started taking notes and my notes say theater camp. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah i did oh you know God. already seen it so i did do the assignment uh i also figured that either way you guys will probably have a lot more to say uh than me anyway because this is kind of like right up your alleys uh, amanda do you want to go first uh sure yeah i i really loved it it like really it just was very real. Like it just hit a lot of, um, a lot of the beats. And I loved um, the, the archival footage, if you will, of uh, yes. the young uh, Ben Platt and uh, Molly Gordon, 
like clearly, you know, it was like a love letter to the summer camp, the summer theater yes. camp experience. And I think you can't really, um, the best comedy and like the best parody comes from a deeply rooted love of something. Yeah. And you, you could feel that in, in this movie. It, it definitely like hit me in the feels in a lot of the places where just like how, how right they got the experience. I agree. It was, yes, super fun. I think they played up some of the more, you know, stereotypical elements that you expect of a theater camp movie, uh, which was great. Um, I didn't realize that Molly Gordon was one of was a co-director with Nick Lieberman. But yeah, no, I I loved it. I had so much fun watching it. You know, it was somewhat predictable that you know you kind of knew that the the dumb son was gonna sell it by accident, uh, and then kind of like have his wake up moment. But I loved it, and I thought that the ending with the song was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that that's really what that's really what got me. That's that's where it really felt the most true to me. That it's like, you know, it comes together in the last minute. Like, yeah, the real yeah. like sucker punch to the feels. So, keeping with our wet hot American summer theme, Amy Sedaris was great as Joan, but would it have been? It was a missed opportunity to have Amy Poehler as Joan. I don't know. I love me some Amy Sedaris. <laughs> I feel like. She was the right choice. She's like so underappreciated. And I think in that like arena of of comedy, like in particular, like I think it, literally like Daniel's only note was like, man, she should be in the whole movie. <laughs> like, when she goes down in the beginning, you're like, oh, darn. So that means she's not going to be in the rest of the movie, huh? Shoot. <laughs> Well, it took me a, like, at first when, you know, because I thought it was a mockumentary. And then when she goes down and, and I, I, I was folding laundry. So I was like, oh, that sounds like Amy Sedaris. And then, you know, that was that. And then she goes down and they're like, the subject of this documentary has fallen. And I was like, oh, maybe it wasn't Amy Sedaris. Is this, is this real? So then I had to pause and look it up. And I was like, okay, no, 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 it's, it's not real. <laughs> Is this like a jury duty situation? Right. <laughs> exactly. Or what was the joke? Like this is the the first known injury from a from bye bye birdie bye bye birdie. Yeah. The strobe lights. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, so funny. Uh, all the songs were great. Yeah. No, I just I I I I never I went to theater camp when I was growing up, but I never went to sleepaway theater camp. So I was kind of like mixing like my MICTA experience, which is our mm. college performing arts uh, group that Amanda and I did, you know, with like my experience of being like 13 and going to like theater day camp. <laughs> That's fair. And doing community theater, which I did when I was, you know, in my early teens. And I, there was a lot of like new high school graduates and whatnot. And and older people too that did the productions there and the the so if I, let's say I was like you know 12, 13, 14, 15, the older kids that were like you know 18, 19, they would be the ones that were sitting there like you know still smoking because it was cool, because it was you know the the nineties and and singing rent and like trying to like outdo each other with like their dad's hands and shit. So yeah, definitely took like a, a, a amalgamation of uh, all of my different theater experiences. And I was like, yeah, I get that. Yep, I get that. 
Yeah. Well, and I think it's, you know, so much of it is, is very universal. Like it, I, I did go to the theater sleepaway camp. It was only week. It wasn't like a full summer yeah. camp, but um, like it, it was very like in line with this. I would go to like for a week and we'd write an original musical in a week Amazing. and we perform it at the end of the at the end for the rest of the camp and then I went back and I was a counselor for several years so like this like I I felt this very like in the depths of my bones (laughs) there were certain things that just like right yeah that's that's how those songs would come together and write like you know the person who was writing the end song they would just disappear for a while they would just write the song and come back and you'd be learning it right beforehand and everything just feels so like overblown and overly dramatic and you're just in this microcosm yes of like this little pressure cooker of your own making <laughs> or like things that are not important like feel so important because you're a so important and, like you just have all these feelings and emotions and you're and feeding off you of everybody can... you're fe- yeah no you're right you're feeding <laughs> off of everybody else and like you know at least in my, and I think a, a lot of people probably hold this stere- some truth to the stereotype of like theater kids aren't traditionally like the cool kids at their school. <laughs> so like theater camp was a opportunity to see what it was like to be like a cool kid for yeah, <laughs> for yeah. a little bit of time. <laughs> like people cared what you did and like and they got you. They were your people. They were your people. Yeah. Yeah. So Shandy, as a non-theater kid growing up, <laughs> what were your thoughts overall? <laughs> that was good. I actually took theater classes in high school. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Listen like a little bit, you know. Well, then I stand corrected. Yeah. No camp though. Um, that would have been fun, but no, it was um it was fun. It's you know, a little bit over the top and like supposed to be. And... <laughs> yes. What made it fun? Uh, no, I liked it. It was a really, a really enjoyable movie-going experience. Nice. Yeah. What did you guys, did you guys see the twist with Glenn taking over the role coming at all? No. I mean, I did see that there was like going, Glenn was going to have a moment in some, I, yeah. in some capacity. That's not, um, not what I was expecting, but it was like no. such a lovely treat. It was because they set it up so much that that other girl was going to surprise them and like be old Joan and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Because that had that whole scene. But then when it's (laughs) then when Glenn just shows up and dressed as her, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty awesome. Um, Yeah. What about. um, Oh, who was the woman that played her roommate at the end? She oh, I wonder so that too. To me, and I, just I, I, it did feel like it was someone that they had to like a cameo been. of some sort. Yeah, for sure. But I didn't recognize them. Yeah, and I'm on. I'm on. Uh, I was on IMDb, and now I'm on Wikipedia just to see if there's a cameo. And I'm scrolling through, and I don't see it. So, like, I don't see who it was. So I don't know if we're just missing something or what. But um, just, she like, seems so familiar. Mom. <laughs> you know it's like the cast was littered with nepo babies so you know <laughs> uh what nepo babies was in it were in it well ben platt is a, is a nepo baby true um i mean that's true For, perhaps it's all um 
assumptions on my part i would just assume that like the whole production staff like all grew up in beverly hills together so you know yep well um molly gordon who played yeah. what's her face she's a nepo baby she was Is she a nepo baby i assume she was she was born born and raised in venice la california daughter of director brian gordon and writer director jesse nelson there it is so there it is. Seems like Amanda's on to something here. <laughs> well, you know, once you, once you, like, I knew she was involved in, like, the, um, I didn't know she was a co-director, but I knew that, like, she was involved in the creative side of it and seeing all the, you know, the actual footage of, like, her and Ben Platt as, like, little kids. It's like, oh, she must be a nipple oh, baby, too, sense. I feel yeah. like. <laughs> so, that makes total sense. You know. I'm calling myself out for, you know, making making big <laughs> sweeping stereotypes. And I just so happen to like be lucky and be right in this instance. <laughs> but yes, don't judge people. Don't judge books by covers, folks. No, you used your context clues. Yeah. And we're correct. Completely correct. So there you go. Okay, yeah. Any last thoughts? Um, otherwise, we'll take our break. We'll get into the feedback. We'll start with Matt's feedback about theater cam. All right, cool. All right. Thanks again, Matt, for letting us watch it. We, uh, the, all right, we'll take a quick break and we'll, we'll be back. I wait, I raised my, my spirit fingers, my jazz hands. Jazz hands. Guys see that. <laughs> yeah. This isn't cheerleading. Although one of these days, one of these days we are watching, bring it on. Okay. I love bring it on. I don't know if it still holds up, but I'm dying to see. If I don't think so. It probably yeah. doesn't. I'm going to go. Group with, of uh, white cheerleaders battles against group of black cheerleaders. For stealing all their moves. I, I feel like this could end <laughs> very terribly for this movie. Well, when you, when you put it on paper, when you read it out loud. <laughs> I don't think movies were that self-aware in that context or were going that deep. I said burr. It's cold, it's cold here. in here. I said there must be some Toros in the atmosphere. Okay, yeah, we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, we're back. We're ready to get into some feedback. Uh, we are actually going to start off with an email from Matt, uh, Theater Camp Feedback, and he says, Hey, Broads, well, no use hiding that I love Theater Camp. Well, I did a bit, a little bit of high school drama club. I never went to any kind of sleepaway summer camp, let alone a theater one. However, I think there's plenty to enjoy in this movie, even if you don't know the references going in. You can tell this was made by theater lovers as it shows how ridiculous it can be, but ultimately never feels like it's putting theater or the characters down. It does kind of feel like a love letter to theater, right? Like, yeah, yeah for sure. An over the top love letter, but still love letter um the film really is a love oh shit he says it in the next sentence i didn't even read that far ahead the film really is a love letter to what exposure to the arts can do like allowing someone to be their truest best self it's important to keep in mind knowing that all these things are struggling the whole notion of an overnight uh, summer camp seems like a relic from a bygone era or something only for the uber rich we all know the, uh, and we all know the arts are continually undervalued. Uh, I will say that in Raleigh, there's a sleepaway camp that I believe is in Wake Forest. And it is one of those ones that like parents are 
clicking refresh at 6 a.m. on the morning that registration opens. It is like the it thing for summer camps in this area. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, it's not a theater camp, though. It's actually like summer camp. Um, that is a sleepaway camp. But, uh, okay. Getting back to the email. Um, we have to have something that shows that there are people who see the theater experience as something meaningful and not a venue to vape, take pictures with your flash on, and for you and your date to give each other handies. Ah, <laughs> Nicely it done, there, Matt. There was some titty rubbing. Very awkward titty rubbing, but it was happening. Although those look so new that I don't know if she can feel it yet, but whatever. Mm. All right. <clears throat> Sorry, my throat. <laughs> Well, I saw this in the theater. Unfortunately, I was the only person in there, which I don't think has ever happened to me before. It was an early screening, to be fair. I think Barbenheimer was great, but that was so massive, even greater counter-programming struggled to get noticed. I really hope this finds a bigger audience on Hulu because I think the, uh, think the drama kids past, present, and future will love it. Um, fun fact, Molly Gordon, who co-directed with Nick Lieberman and co-wrote with Lieberman, Platt, and Noah Galvin, um, and Ben Platt are actually lifelong friends, and those home movies shown in the film are actually are of the two of them doing shows when they were kids. She was also in love with him before finding out that he was gay. That felt fair. It's like it just all (laughs) felt very authentic. Like, you know, it felt very... um, I feel like that is Not- the quintessential theater kid experience, though. You have to fall in love with your gay best friend first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's sort of, I don't think you have to know too much about, like, the creators of this film going into it to be able to, like, pick up what they're putting down. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, that clearly came from their real life. Like, it just, it felt very authentic and real and. Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, Matt continues. Uh, uh, sorry. Whew. Matt continues. Glad they didn't go with Jimmy Tatro's Troy having any homophobia. Going back to American Vandal, he's shown to be a great meathead. And here we see the softer side of that meathead. You know, we should have talked about that and we didn't. Troy was the son. I think it's kind of funny that, you know, his... the. Like, what's a straight musical, or what's a straight show, and what's a gay show? Oh, it's a gay show. <laughs> uh, that uh, was funny. <laughs> but other than establishing him as being, like, you know, kind of a dummy, the dummy archetype, you know, the, the non theater nerd, if you will, mm-hmm. um, I did think that it was kind of great, kind of like that Shit's Creek, you know, uh, mm-hmm. effect of like. Mm-hmm. You know, the the issue, like everybody is who they are, and that's never a part of the drama. Mm-hmm. Right? Just, which, you know, is great. But like that also felt like very organic to me as, as well, that like it wouldn't have made sense if they really went full on meathead with that character because that character was raised by... In the theater, yeah. This woman who ran this theater camp and like, you know, you get the impression that, like, she raised him as a single parent. Yeah. So, you know, I, I would find it harder to believe that he was completely, like, and utterly removed from the theater community and had no empathy for it. Like, I think yeah. that would have been the harder sell for me. Yeah, I totally agree. 
And that continues with, what a summer I.O. Adibari had. From guest spots on I Think You Should Leave, which features uh, TC's Patty Harris, uh, Theater Camp's Patty Harrison. Uh, Jay has gotten really into I Think You Should Leave, actually. He watched Daniel a whole bunch of that. Her. Yeah. Uh, he watched a whole bunch of that when I was in uh, Marco without that, when he was still here. Um, and then tried to make me watch it in Marco Island. And I was like, I'm just not, because that's all sketches, right? I'm not just, yeah. I'm not a huge sketch show person. Like, show me the funny ones. But like, I don't need to watch an entire five seasons of it. <laughs> well, it's like, I like sketch, but it, uh, there's just something about like the, that strain of like absurdist humor that like, I just, yeah, it's not for me and that's fine. But man, Daniel is, is like Jay. He yeah. is for it. He yeah. loves that show. Yes. <laughs> don't get it. I just don't yes. get it. I'm just like, show me the highlights. Watch the season and then like pick your favorite two or three and I will laugh for you. Even that. I don't even, I, I'm glad it, I'm glad you love it. I, it can be just your thing. It doesn't have to be, <laughs> doesn't have to be my thing too. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. We can have separate things that make us laugh. <laughs> <laughs> compromise yeah. um, <laughs> living our own lives um okay uh, uh, uh and the uh, she was also in the best episode of black mirror black mirror uh joan is awful a weird tie-in to still joan there's some universe stuff for you colleen so joan is <laughs> awful is the black mirror episode that annie from schitt's creek was in right shandy you, you guys watched that, right? I know. That's another case of separate things. Uh, Frank loves okay. the shit out of Black Mirror. And occasionally I've watched an episode or two because he like really insists that it's so good. And it's like, glad you like it. Not my... Yeah, you know, for all the yeah. weird shit that I like... Think, like <laughs> I don't deny that. But I just... Yeah. For all, consistently weird... depressing. Yeah. yeah. I don't need to be... Th I don't need to think... Mm -hmm. Not there yeah. right yeah. now. My, my mental state is too fragile for Black yeah. Mirror. <laughs> like the current <laughs> events, I just can't do it. Totally agree. Um, uh, okay. Uh, she also voiced, uh, she did voice work in Across the Spider-Verse, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. That's right. She was April, wasn't she? Uh, the Clone High relaunched to this. Uh, bottoms and last, but so far from least, the stellar second season of The Bear of which Molly Gordon had a recurring role as well this season. So yes, Io uh, Deborah had a great, great summer. Indeed she did. And De she has, she also has a, a comedy show where it's all, which I'm sure is one of the things that he listed here. Maybe that's it. Uh, isn't she the one that has a, a show that it's all like ad lib or whatever? Oh, I, I don't know. The right I actress. Know I know she um, is part of the creative team for, for Bottoms that it came from. But they were all like NYU students together or something. That that must be what I'm thinking of. There was a clip that went around Twitter, uh, X or whatever the fuck it's called. Mm. And I didn't know there were two actresses in it. I didn't know either of them. So that's why it must have been Bottoms. It must have been. But it was just like, can't believe she ad-libbed. They ad-libbed this whole scene, and apparently it was supposed to be very hilarious in the context of the show. And uh, so I don't know if I'm thinking of the right person, but there we are. Um, okay. Uh, sure, I'm Just Ken seems like the front runner and likely winner for the Best Original Song Oscar. 
I would love to see Campus and Home get a nomination. How it goes from this thing Molly's character tosses off to becoming a genuinely moving showstopper is another reason why this show is, film is so special. Agreed. But I think that's also that's also so what felt really real to me. Like, Because I think that part of the movie really spoke to me because that was the type of theater camp I did where it was like creating the content. And yeah. like, that's always how the show got made it was just sort of like okay we just need to start the scene like okay how are the beans and like you would just (laughs) go with it yeah um and then finally uh well uh, okay wait just going back to that real quick to because i was going to say this before was Mm. i didn't know how they were going to end it because it was never really like set up and then when she started in with the snapple thing and i was like oh okay we're we're doing this and it's going to be gonna be weird or one of those moments where like somebody just finishes it on their own in the moment and look they're harmonizing so they must have worked it out together and then when you find out that she actually did finish it you're like okay that makes more sense (laughs) this isn't glee (laughs) it's theater camp (laughs) and it happened 10 minutes before the show started exactly and everybody harmonized this is theater camp Where the magic happens. Yep. (laughs) We all know how to do a three-part harmony. Just figure it out. (laughs) Figure it out. Um, Okay, and then Matt's final note is Ben Platt and Noah Galvin, who plays Glenn, besides also co-writing the screenplay, they're engaged in real life, and they have both played Evan Hansen in Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway. Noah succeeded Ben, who originated the role. I thought he looked familiar. I didn't know why he looked familiar to me. And didn't have the time to look it up. Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> um, well, thank you, Matt. And again, thank you for the like hundredth time. Thank you for making us watch this. It was my pl- it was pleasure. A real delight. Yeah, it's super fun. Um, okay, then headed back real quick into the facey back. Greg says, don't mess around with spiders. An old boss of mine got bit by one on his upper arm. He blew it off until it got bad. Turns out it was a really poisonous spider. It had spread to his bone and he had to have it removed and replaced with a metal rod. Oh my God. He still had issues and had multiple surgeries. At times they consider just amputating his arm. I don't need to cause a panic, but I would want to be a hundred percent sure if I were you. His spider was rare. A Chinese bird spider, I think. That doesn't even sound like a good spider. No, that's no. Um, terrible. No. And yeah, it it was a bite the oh a bite versus a sting. I don't know what difference that could make. He got so bad because he didn't go in for like two months while it got worse and worse. Well, there you are, <sighs> Jesus. Go to the doctor if it's infected and gross and worse and ew. Yeah, and that's why I said <laughs> after I, after I freaked out. Um, I mean, my swelling's down completely after 48 hours. Like, my swelling's down. The redness good. is down. Good, good. Uh, it doesn't hurt. You can, however, still see exactly the little duck. Punctures. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Well, good. I'm glad that, I'm glad um, that you're making progress. I mean, so I think that means it's just totally fine, right? I guess so. I think you're out of the 
out of the woods, as it were. <laughs> there you go. I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Muran, Mandy says, my sister had COVID in August 2020. She lost her case in smell. A couple months later, uh, taste came back, but there are still things she can't smell. She can smell very strong scents. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, very interesting. Um, Dennis said, knock on wood, but you still have you all still have two friends that have yet to get the COVID. Yeah, well, I, I would just say, like, be careful what you put out into the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I did make that joke about the <laughs> second time. No, but seriously. Okay. That's awesome. I'm glad I still have two people. Yes. Stay safe. Mm-hmm. We're all counting on you. Yes. Um, and then finally, Matt said, so would you say, Colleen, you thought your kids were trying to gaslight you? If you, if also, if you are unable to have smelt it, are you able to have dealt it? <laughs> you know? <laughs> no. It's like if a tree falls in the woods, exactly. and nobody hears it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it might be on the ground, but did it really fall? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yes, that is really funny. I get a gaslight fart. <laughs> <laughs> And then finally, we will finish up with them. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, low splash, something, blah, blah, blah. If I stuck my nose way, way in there, I could get a faint whiff of it. We're getting there. We'll see. It was her first time, too. <laughs> <laughs> good things come in threes. And now I'm good for seven years. It did spread, nevertheless. <laughs> oh, gosh. The sheets. The oil. <laughs> Let's do it. I can do it. I can totally do it. Perfect size and packed a punch. <laughs> I need the good stuff. <laughs> Excellent. We have Excellent. Some really funny ones in there. Yeah, Perfect there size and packed a punch. Yeah. 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 Yeah, funny broads, funny broads. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> all right. Thank you all for uh, playing this week. Next week, uh, we'll be back. Maybe we'll do some. Oh, Shandy, uh, you had shared with us a nice story. Yeah. Do you want to read that real quick before we go? It's kind of intense. <laughs> it is kind of intense. Do you want to summarize it real quick? Then? I can so summarize. I saw yeah, okay. it. I saw it on NPR the day after we recorded last week when we talked about you know the feel good stories and the the paying it forward and doing kind things for others and it might mean more than to them than you realize. And the story on NPR the very next day was about this woman who was at a really low point in her life. A lot of things had happened, uh, and she was she was like waiting for a ride one day and the ride didn't come. So she's like, well, screw it. I'll just walk. And she was walking. And as she was walking, it took her over a bridge and she was kind of thinking like, Hey, maybe I'll just jump off the bridge. And somebody drove by at that moment in time and yelled, don't jump. And it kind of pulled her out of it. And she didn't. And, uh, you know, changed the course of her life and she's doing well per the NPR article. Mm. I love that. So yeah. good. Yeah. And in the article, she said, you know, just the fact that somebody 
like cared about me to say that like was really impactful. It's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's like a very small little gesture. Anyone can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody else out there has any stories. Yeah. We're still waiting for them. Send them away. Send them along our way. The broadcasters three at gmail.com. Drop them in the Facebook group. Give us a call and share them. 331-276-2373. You know the ways. <laughs> also send us suggestions for Halloween movies. The end. Yes. And Halloween costumes. And Halloween costumes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, everybody, thanks for playing. Um, thank you to the patrons, especially the ones that contribute a certain level. And that would be uh, Maggie the Magnificent, uh, Joanne with a plan. Ed, the creepy poopy head mailman, and uh, Eckhart. I saved you for last this week. Aha, mm. uh-huh. <laughs> changing it up. I just decided to switch it up. I was like, well, we're in the last quarter of the year. Let's do it. Do something yeah. different. Anyway, if you like to become a patron, you go to patreon.com slash Jay and Jack. Um, it helps out all of the shows uh, when you do that. Um, there are other shows on the network. The Ramblecast, After Dark, uh, Survivor with Jay, Jack, and Colleen. I mean, sorry, Survivor with Jamie, Jack, and Colleen. Uh, is coming back, which I don't know if it's if if it sucks to be ninety minutes. Uh, I don't know. It might. <laughs> I'm really not looking forward to watching ninety minutes episodes of of Survivor. But is anyway, it every episode? Every episode is ninety minutes. The Amazing Race with Jack and Cindy is Why? also coming back. Every episode of The Amazing Race is ninety minutes. That is Why? how they are filling up their Oof. time. They got lucky though. Right. Essentially, they're trying writers, to. It's a strike. Right. Yeah. But oh I think God. they're they're trying to compete with Australian Survivor, which, uh, by all accounts, has far surpassed. Um, Interesting. How good, uh, you know, uh, American Survivor is. But those episodes, hmm. I think, are like two hours, like yeah. seventeen oh, times gosh. a week. Very or something long. Like That's that. such uh, a commitment. It is a commitment. But anyway, so we'll be back. We have to do our preview show at some point this week. We just need to find time because right now um, everybody seems to be conflicting with something um jamie's doing big brother podcast jack has got uh ramblecast and um children that are at his house starting at like six o'clock in the morning so he has an early bedtime now so most likely survivor will be uh, recorded on thursday nights earlier like seven mm-hmm. o'clock in the evening eight o'clock i'm not exactly sure but it'll be earlier on thursdays so that way um Jack and I can get to bed at a decent time on the East Coast. That's great. Um, Jamie's in that yeah. sweet central time zone. <laughs> but uh, yes, so we will, you'll, more people can join us who don't, who aren't able to watch live. So yeah, there'll be, there'll be four whole shows on the network starting uh, next week. So that's exciting. Oh boy. Um, yeah. But all right, anyway, on that the note. break room will be a little more crowded. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. There'll be more women in the in the break room next starting next week. Jamie and Cindy will be joining us. Great, <laughs> great. We'll, we'll put on the kettle. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. On that note, though, everyone, thank you. Uh, have a wonderful uh, weekend, rest of your week, et cetera, et cetera. We'll see you next week. On that note, my name is Colleen. My name is Amanda. And I'm Shandy. Peace out, everybody. Bye. Bye.